Hi guys and welcome to Let's Talk Movies. Today I'm going to talk about, for half an hour probably Max, um, is about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. As most people all know, that is the most um, incredible franchise in this world so far, as alongside with probably Star Wars and um, probably DC Comics. Um, I will give like, probably like my brief analysis on like, talk about DC comics and stuff like in a late, in another episode but today like I will try and start things let's talk marvel sort of thing so it'd be quite cool and I've got a lot of I've got a lot of fan theories and I'm pretty much a big fan of marvel um as much as much as any other genre so yeah just stick around stick around and we'll talk about this long slug so um basically my um I've just lit- I've literally like been sort of collecting most of these Blu-rays, um, Blu-ray um Marvel films. And um yeah, I've still got two two box sets to go, I think. Two box sets to go, um, to buy and purchase. But so far, um, which I just think is only just Iron Man films and Captain um, Captain America. But in all all honesty, I have got the rest of them. I have watched most of them. Um, as I'd say, last year, um, I kind of started to become a fan of Marvel due to because that obviously um, I just watched Shazam, which is a DC comic film, and um, I kind of thought to myself that yeah, I love to be a super. I love to like learn about these um, superheroes and just watch superhero films again. Um and in all honesty, um got um um grabbed a mate of mine and he said what um he said basically what films I should watch um to in the run up of um Endgame, which I was very much of um thinking about watching at that time. Um and then um all of a sudden I watched this YouTuber called Dave Lee who um brings this um who made this I who made this sort of like video of where the start of the MCU films start and how it and where it all ends, with Endgame obviously being the last one probably into Spider-Man. Um and that that sort of timeline really worked well of what I wanted to do. So instead I watched Dave Lee and literally took his idea to watch all films all in order with the storyline. And then that's how I got fixated with um, Marvel. And I know it's only a year ago, but still, I generally think that um, even though I did watch most of them beforehand, like Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2 and um, Doctor Strange just on a casual evening. And um, I watched the Avengers Assemble, um, which I all thought all three, all four films were really good and really classic. Um, but then obviously... As later on down the line, I then start watching the rest of these Marvel films and I kind of just, and I'm just like so into them and I, I'm so into them that I collect, that I'm collecting all the Blu-rays. And um, yeah, there's, there's, there's like a lot of films I generally think that are my favourite in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, this is the MCU, obviously, so it's not just Marvel films, it's Marvel Cinematic Universe I'm kind of into. Um, but yeah, um, like for say, 
Um, one of my favourite films is probably Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, I love the Spider-Man. I love the Tom Holland Spider-Man, as well as the um, the trilogy Spider-Man, not the Amazing Spider-Man, but if you all know the other Spider-Man before that, which was my childhood favourite. Um, I forgot his name now. But yeah, he like literally Tom Holland is such a classic Spider-Man. And it's really weird that the UK, um, someone from the UK is playing Spider-Man and plays it in an American accent. And I think he does a really god, god, uh, god damn good job about it. And um, especially that actually um, from... Because I have a bit of a musical theatre side to my family and a musical theatre side. He actually started off in the West End being Billy Elliot, um, which was is like the most dancing part in the in in theatre for boys and um for young boys and he was Billy Elliot in the West End London um which kind of makes sense where he gets all his physicality from and all his sort of acrobatics and it's kind of almost like a dance move as as he does it so I thought so definitely Spider-Man for me is hands down my favorite and um I probably might do more of these Marvel Marvel talks um, because obviously I have a lot of things that I think needs explaining a bit, especially with um, Sony and Marvel contracts and everything else. I because I do I do personally hold Spider Man in um, close to me. Um, along the line of like, if I said if my older set my younger self had a fan favorite, it would also be the Hulk. Um, um, not the Incredible Hulk, the Hulk before Edward Norton. Um, just the Hulk. I think it was called Just the Hulk. I think it was that the Hulk, and it's it's literally about is literally like the whole pre up to how the Hulk became the Hulk, um, and that was the whole entire story of that film, and. Now I now I watch it back now, I watch it now and I'm thinking CGI looks absolutely rubbish. And generally the, the whole entire film just kind of just, well, it just kind of just looked a little bit rubbish in the CGI point of view. But the MCU and The Incredible Hulk, um, I think was actually quite a cool film. Um, the only weirdest part is that obviously it's Edward Norton who was the first Incredible Hulk for the MCU then obviously it changed over to the other actor as we all know who's the Incredible Hulk now Um, which I kind of hope that if the future of the MCU if it's going into this multi-universe I kind of have a bit of a theory and a fan theory um, on about how probably the incredible this um this incredible hulk that we got now um is the is a, some sort of a multiverse character multiverse hulk than the hulk that we know that the edward norton so yeah i've got a massive th- that's my massive theory about that anyway carrying on um my favorite avengers film my favorite Oh, I got to say, probably Avengers Assemble or Avengers Infinity War, due to the fact that the um, 
Avengers Assemble is so funny, so witty, so 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 fast paced, and so and it's got a really good. It's got the really good villain Loki, who is my who is like who's so funny. He's just really is a really good actor, and yeah, I just think I just think Avengers Assemble is probably one of my favorites. And then obviously Avengers Infinity War, where you do have all the sort of Marvel films, all the Marvel um, superheroes colliding apart from Captain Marvel. Um, and yeah, I just only think it's an, an amazing film, amazing two films. I'm not sure about event, um, the Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, the only thing that I kind of liked about it, which is my, which highlights a bit of my Disney side, is, is that Ultron sings "I Got No Strings," um, which is when the whole sort of Marvel um, was being brought by Disney, and you kind of see that through inklings of other films as well, like Disney, Disney tropes and Disney Disney songs and. Um, I just finished watching Ant Man, and he sings "It's a Small World" from Disney World, um, Disney World ride, Disney World rides. So yeah, the um, so basically yeah, Infinity War and um, Avengers, um, Avengers, um, Avengers Assemble, and I got this in a nice box set. To be honest, this is a nice box set of a Blu-ray actually, and um, I will say. Um, in the UK, for those obviously, if you're in the US, um, we have a shop called. We only have um, one um, shop in um, that sells the Blu-rays and DVDs as a whole, um, and those that's that place is called HMV, and um, you either got HMV Savvy or HMV Savvy or um Amazon for your um Blu-rays and DVDs. You can go to a superstore in the UK but they're very, very rare and they do go quickly. Like they they tend to sell them for at least two weeks and then they tick them off the shelves. So I bought the Avengers Assembled um the Avengers Assembled box set from H and V and I think it was a really, really good purchase, to be honest. Yeah, so I'm pretty happy with that one. Another um, another two amazing films. You don't ever get in, in cinema history, um, like a box set, um, a film, two films that are absolutely amazing. And if you don't know... What I'm talking about is Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, the soundtrack to these two films are just on it. Like, they just know what right notes to hit with the audience. And the songs they pick for these, and the songs, um, as well as the comedic timings and the and the storylines, is just amazing for both films. But... I will say the the most best thing in most films, um, in most films, especially in my past, um, is the soundtrack. Like I can buy this film soundtrack and literally just keep on listening and listening to it because it's just they're just picked the the good songs. 
Um, as far goes with the stories, I think they're just both amazing. Um, I love Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 more than number one, just because it has like the some the it hits nostalgia to like the disco and the whole sort of 1960s, 1970s and 80s. I think they did a really good damn job on that second movie. As well as the first movie, I think it, it was really good, very funny. Um, introduced us to these um, weird, wacky characters. And then obviously vo uh, Volume 2 is just exactly the same, but apart from you have a lot more story to tell. And the whole idea is that the, the comedy just continues and it does and it doesn't and it doesn't ever hit a dumb note in the second film. But yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, probably my favourite. And um another um this one's a really trick like um Thor is a very tricky trilogy to talk about. Um as I said, probably one of my least favourites is Thor the Dark World. Um, this is the second, this is the sequel to Thor. Um, that's probably the most least favourite of mine. But Thor, obviously, is a good one because it introduces you to Thor and introduces you to a lot of the characters. And, um, yeah, and then, um, and then obviously Chris Hemsworth... He's really good, and I think he does do um, the re a real good job, especially, and I will say, immensely in the third film. His English accent just resonates in Thor, and the way that he plays it more of a... Um, I know that it's part of the superhero, but it's well, it's like almost got this sort of Athens, sort of um, Roman Athens caveman um sort of esque in these character in Thor. Chris Hemsworth sells that sort of um persona as well as him being funny and him selling the, he, he just does a really good um just really good job with it as well as also um if I can find out as well Loki as well um which is also the how I'm just trying to find I know um Tom Hiddleston that's his name so Tom Hiddleston amazing and I think he's really good as well as as I said in Avengers Assembled as Loki and now he's getting his own Disney Plus um series I mean come on who cannot ask I cannot ask for anything better to see. Tom Hiddleston is low-key in his own TV series. Um, and I think I know from some people, from some resources that apparently that he's only going to be there for a certain amount of episodes and then obviously he's going to change into this younger form and then this younger form is going to be low-key throughout the rest of the series until once Tom Hiddleston wants to come back in again. Um and yeah, that's um so Thor, yeah, definitely is one of my, um one of my kind of second favourite, but if I say my massive favourite of the Thor trilogy is Thor Ragnarok. And the best thing that they have done, um the thing is with all three four films, 
they have three different they have one different director so in my mind i can definitely think the different artistics um of thor and there's a different artistic to thor the dark world and there's way more different artistic ideas for thor ragnarok and the thing is, what these directors have to do is they have to put in mind that they have to do a sequel to the other Thor movies. So in all instances, they had to almost bring something from each film to make that character a lot more bigger. So it kind of has those iffy moments in all the three films. Um, but there is there's more like iffy moments if i can say in thor the dark world and the reason why i kind of say iffy is because what <clears throat> what they tried to do in Th- thor the fast four film is that they introduced this world that you know he comes in caged and everything else and um he lands on earth gets encaged by um by gets encaged um and um his hammer as well and it's just basically him trying to uh trying to get himself used to the world and everything else and try and he finds his love and everything else he goes back up to his normal world and that's it that's that's the full film Thor the Dark World, he tries to come back to the world, but then it just it just like gets a little it just gets a whole lot of shade of darker. Um I will say the best the one of the good things that he tries to go down to the UK. Um he goes down to England, um, which I thought was kind of quite cool. He goes to try to destroy London, um London with this other um being around. But I just don't think it's my favourite Thor film. But my most favourite, and I was trying to say this to last, is Thor Ragnarok. And that is because it's not just the way that the the film is um, written or the, or the how the soundtracks work, or how the soundtrack works. It's because it's directed by Attacker Waititi. Now, I liked the idea that the Thor Ragnarok is way more colourful than the first two Thor films. And um, it's not just colourful in brightness or anything. It's colourful in its ways of showing comedy, um, drama and action. And, it's v- and, and the characters just bright the screen up um, from the, after the previous two films. And it's one hell of a ride, and it obviously I can't I don't try not to get into spoiled territory, but Thor Rag if um Thor Ragnarok is my most favourite Thor film, and um Attack of Waititi has now become one of my favourite directors. Um, I've watched Jojo Rabbit um twice, and. I love the film. I read, I just genuinely, I I can go as many times as I want and just watch that film. Same thing with Thor Ragnarok. It's just, 
the his Attacker Waititi's way of being, of directing, is giving bright, is giving comedic drama and action and uh, more colour to the screen, which <clears throat> exude, which just basically works. And the thing is, obviously, as well with for Ragnarok, he does he he does try to put some bit more of a input with the soundtrack with the songs if you've seen the trailer for Thor Ragnarok it it that's that's what basically Thor Ragnarok is that it's just colorful fun and has some hints of other characters obviously in every single Marvel film apart from the first three films like the Thor and Incredible Hulk and um, Iron Man um they and obviously Captain Ash, you know, you do see Nick Fury in Captain America, the first Avenger. But you see in all films, you see traits of <coughs> other superheroes. And that to me is pretty damn cool. And that's what I like about these Marvel films. They try to bring something new to the table, but also try and give you like a sneak preview of what's going to go and happen in the next films. Um, and I do love the whole sort of thing. Um, if you carry on Marvel films, um, some people, this is what I do hate about theatre um, cinema goers or theatre um, people watching a film. They don't understand to sit up the sit to the very last end credit scene because they might have end credits like I watched Sonic and I was like I know there's definitely going to be a sequel and I know there's definitely going to be um there's definitely a hundred percent going to be a post credit scene because every film is now doing it so I just generally think that, like, this is... And that's because of Marvel. Marvel Cinematic Universe has done so well is that it's generating more um, cred um, end credit scenes and end credit, like, sort of um, nitpicks as well. So, yeah, I generally just think that, you know, they're doing a... a Marvel Cinematic Universe is doing a goddamn job and yeah, that's what I kind of think about that really. And um I don't know so much as about like as what's gonna go on in the future. I'm hope um I am definitely going to watch the um the new um Black Widow movie. Um that's gonna sound exciting. Hopefully they're gonna bring out what's gonna happen with the um MCU forward with Black Widow and I'm hoping that the thing hoping that there's going to be a post credit scene where there's going to be more things to make things come alight um, I know there's an internals film I know there's going to be a lot more with um, Disney Plus and I'm, as a UK citizen I'm waiting to press that subscribe button on the 24th of March I love Disney films I love some of the Star Wars stuff and I love Marvel um, and I love to see what they can bring to the table with these MCU movies. Um, as well as that, like, I just think that, like, 
I'm on this ride at the moment, just continuing to see what they've got in store. Um, as far goes as that, I just think that, yeah. And it's not all just about Marvel films um, and Disney films I love. I also love any sort of sort of like genre films. I have like horror films, definitely hundreds of like horror films are just like stacking up as well, um, especially on the Blu-ray side of things. And um, loads of just random movies and, DC, and some DC comic films, but I'm trying to get myself into them um, as such. But once I finish all this Marvel stuff, hopefully I'll get into the DC, um, DC more into the DC and yeah, um, so my question is to you guys, um, leave a voice message and everything else um, on what is actually your favourite Marvel film. Um, it could be something that's from the past, maybe not within the MCU. Maybe this could be a cartoon film. I would like to. See, I, lo- I would love to see um, what you guys have fan favourites of, and I'll probably next week hopefully might do some um might um see um might make a poll or something like that um a poll on what's your favorites and yeah this is um let's talk movies um well i like to call it let's talk talk movies be funnier but yeah thanks for listening and hopefully i'll get to see you guys on the flip side of things peace Hiya and welcome to iTalk Movies. This is Adam McCarthy giving you the most recent review of any film, to be honest. And today we're going to start off with um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Now, Sonic the Hedgehog is all about this character that obviously blew as Sonic is. Um, he gets he his lands in trouble, and this owl gives him these rings um a sack of rings which means he can teleport to these um different lands and as on the way he meets um this officer which is played by james marson and it kind of then just ends up being more of like a road trip film um as well as obviously there's been issues i can't obviously go into so much so much of the issues but i will say i will there will be parts of this review where i will go into spoiler territory as many reviews of mine would be so best thing if you are a new listener please go and watch the film and then kind of come back if if you really want to be spoiled by it then just carry on with this ride and hopefully um Hopefully you see this um, podcast at a bit around, which is my first one, to be honest. So, yeah, anyway, um, as I said, Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog's character, I thought he was really good. The The voice acting was amazing. I thought it kind of obviously hits the right spots of Sonic um, as a sort of a a, a sort of, like hyperactive sort of little child so it just kind of really worked 
um, with his voices, his character. Obviously, with the trailer, cha- um, the trailer change of character, I thought it really worked with this new sort of look. So it kind of just really just worked. And yeah, I don't know why they came up with that idea, to be honest. Why would they come up with something a little bit more normal? Just kind of just doesn't work for Sonic, to be honest. And um, yeah, James Marsden, he plays a, a cop in this, um, which is different to the other things that I've seen him play, like a really cheesy prince in like Enchanted and the um, Hairspray, I kind of thought. It was really more cheesy. Uh, so to see him play... A, um, a cop or a security guard in that matter um, it's just a little bit different and was refreshing to watch because it's kind of, it has, he kind of was playing this sort of like I'm a strong character and everything else I just thought it was really good um, as well as that I think the my hat goes to Jim Carrey, because Jim Carrey just does a really good performance in this film. Um, as we'll, as I kind of will say as well, this film plays tons and tons of nostalgia, especially if you're a nineteen nineties kid. So for me, watching Jim Carrey, um, as well as obviously watching Sonic, um, but watching Jim Carrey um, kind of made made me feel. Of this previous film, um, of all the previous films he was in, like The Grinch, um, The Cable Guy, The Mask, um, those three kind of have some inklings in this film where he just goes nuts and probably does some a bit of dumb and dumber sort of stuff. So it just like some of the bits that he does in this film kind of like has some of those characteristics in that sort of in this film and i thought it was just i thought it's comedy it's comedy um one of my favorite lines is just give me a big fat break i thought it was my favorite moment in the film and it's my favorite line in that film that jim carrey's ever said so yeah i just i had a really good time with this film um i said i'm a 1990s kid and i and I have played Sega and I've played Nintendo and I've kind of been through that, to be honest. And understandably, playing um, watching Sonic as a film was really good. Um, this has moments in this film where it's mainly, mainly more for the kids. There is some adult comedy in it, but it's not really that played out. So... If you're just going for um, a a comedy, this is not sort of the thing you want to watch. If you're just going for a kid's film and a relaxable kid's film, then definitely. Um, Obviously, this is catered for children. And I think I had a really good time. Um, I kind of knew what I was coming in for and expected what I knew what I was going to expect coming out. And... Yeah, I just really think that it was a really good film. Um, Probably sort of there on my charts for the February charts. Um, I will give a brief analysis of my January charts. Um, January charts on what's my favourite film in January, maybe in the next podcast. But yeah, um, 
this film has kind of really just played out for me really well and especially that obviously now that we're going into the world of business and in the world of cinema business um especially when it comes to marvel and dc um especially that we just had um detective pikachu and we'll probably have more of these sort of films coming out in the future i think most films are going to generate a universe now obviously that um if you haven't seen sonic um it kind of gives you that emphasis of it being a sequel there being a sequel which kind of made it made me feel oh they they're going to do a sequel so i can go now watch that now um when that comes out and um as well like i think they'll probably generate a more of a sega universe um of films which would be very very interesting to see in the future if that goes anywhere and i think as well and i de- i definitely now that sonic has came out you have detective pikachu i'd probably want a gay i probably want a film based on uh, Mario, baby Mario Brothers film that would be so good. I know there ha- there was one back in um, back in the past, and that I obviously that didn't seed. Uh, um, that wasn't as good as that wasn't a good film. Apparently, I haven't seen it, but apparently it wasn't that so much of a good film. But yeah, I just want to see a Mario Brothers film and Mario Brothers Mario Brothers universe, but. I think that after this film, I think there's going to be sequels. There's going to be universe. They'll probably end up being a universe of Sonic characters um, coming in. And yeah, I think it's going to be a very interesting thing to watch, to be honest. Um, I am pretty much more of an MCU fan. I've... um, Recently, last year, I kind of caught up on mostly all the films before Endgame, and I felt really, I felt really invested into the MCU. And I know that the DC Comics tried to do that, um, which I just basically think that just kind of didn't work. But I think if Sega goes that way, um, it's going to be. A uh, thrill ride for all kids, and bring much more nostalgia to people that have lived through the nineteen nineties and eighties gaming. And yeah, I mean, um, give me. Um, I don't know how this all works. So this is my first podcast, but if you can, if there is a way you can leave comments or. Um, hit the follow um hit the subscribe or hit anything then please do and my name's adam mccarthy this is i talk movies and this is sonic the hedgehog review peace hi guys and welcome to let's talk movies today i'm going to talk about for half an hour probably max um is about the marvel cinematic universes most people all know that is the most um incredible franchise 
in this world so far, as alongside with probably Star Wars and um, probably DC Comics. Um, I will give like probably like my brief analysis on like talk about DC Comics and stuff like in a, in another episode. But today, like, I will try and start things. Let's talk Marvel sort of thing. So it would be quite cool. And I've got a lot of I've got a lot of fan theories, and I'm pretty much a big fan of Marvel, um, as much as much as any other genre. So yeah, just stick around, stick around, and we'll talk about this long slug. So um, basically, my um, I've just lit- I've literally like been sort of collecting most of these blu-rays um blu-ray um marvel films and um yeah i still got two two box sets to go i think two box sets to go um to buy and purchase but so far um which i just think is only just iron man films and captain um, captain america but in all all honesty i have got the rest of them i have watched most of them um as I'd say last year, um I kind of started to become a fan of Marvel due to because that obviously um I just watched Shazam, which is a DC comic film. And um I kind of thought to myself that yeah, I'd love to be a super I love to like learn about these um superheroes and just watch superhero films again. Um and in all honesty, um got um um grabbed a mate of mine and he said what um he said basically what films I should watch um to in the run up of um Endgame which I was very much of um thinking about watching at that time. Um and then um all of a sudden I watched this YouTuber called Dave Lee who um brings this um who made this I who made this sort of like video of where the start of the MCU films start and how it and where it all ends, with Endgame obviously being the last one, probably into Spider Man, um, and that that sort of timeline really worked well of what I wanted to do. So instead, I watched Dave Lee and literally took his idea to watch all films all in order with the storyline, and then. That's how I got fixated with um, Marvel, and I know it's only a year ago, but still, I generally think that um, even though I did watch most of them beforehand, like Iron Man One, Iron Man Two, and um, Doctor Strange, just on a casual evening, and um, I watched the Avengers Assemble, um, which I all thought all three, all four films were really good and really classic, um, but then obviously. As later on down the line, I then start watching the rest of these Marvel films and I kind of just, and I'm just like so into them and I, I'm so into them that I collect, that I'm collecting all the Blu-rays. And um, yeah, there's, there's, there's like a lot of films I generally think that are my favourite in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, this is the MCU, obviously, so it's not just Marvel films, it's Marvel Cinematic Universe I'm kind of into. Um, but yeah, um, like for say, um, one of my favorite films is probably Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, I love the Spider-Man. I love the Tom Holland Spider-Man as well as the, um, the, 
trilogy Spider-Man, not the Amazing Spider-Man, but if you all know the other Spider-Man before that, which was my childhood favourite, um, I forgot his name now, but yeah, he, like, literally, Tom Holland is such a classic Spider-Man, and it's really weird that the UK, um, someone from the UK is playing Spider-Man and plays it in an American accent, and I think he does a really god, god, uh, god damn good job about it. And um, especially that actually um, from... Because I have a bit of a musical theatre side to my family and a musical theatre side. He actually started off in the West End being Billy Elliot, um, which was is like the most dancing part in the in, in theatre for boys and um, for young boys. And he was Billy Elliot in the West End, London, um, which kind of makes sense where he gets all his physicality from and all his sort of acrobatics and it's kind of almost like a dance move as as he does it so I thought so definitely Spider-Man for me is hands down my favorite and um I probably might do more of these Marvel, Marvel talks um because obviously I have a lot of things that I think needs explaining a bit especially with um Sony and Marvel contracts and everything else I because I do I do personally hold Spider-Man in um close to me um along the line of like if I said if my older set my younger self had a fan favorite it would also be the Hulk um um not the incredible Hulk the Hulk before Edward Norton um just the Hulk. I think it's called just the Hulk. I think it was like the Hulk, and it's it's literally about is literally like the whole pre up to how the Hulk became the Hulk, um, and that was the whole entire story of that film. And now I now I watch it back now I watch it now and I'm thinking CGI looks absolutely rubbish, and generally that the whole entire film just kind of just. Well, it just kind of just looked a little bit rubbish in the CGI point of view. But the MCU and the Incredible Hulk, um, I think, was actually quite a cool film. Um, the only weirdest part is that obviously it's Edward Norton who was the first Incredible Hulk for the MCU. Then obviously it changed over to the other actor, as we all know, who's the Incredible Hulk now. Um, which I kind of hope that if the future of the MCU, if it's going into this multi-universe, I kind of have a bit of a theory and a fan theory um, on about how probably the incre- this um, this incredible Hulk that we've got now um, is, the, is a, some sort of a multiverse character, multiverse Hulk, than the Hulk that we know that the Edward Norton... So yeah, I've got a massive. Th- that's my massive theory about that. Anyway, carrying on. Um, my favorite Avengers film. My favorite. Oh, I got to say probably Avengers. Assemble or Avengers Infinity War, due to the fact that the um, Avengers Assemble is so funny, so witty, so 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 fast paced and so and it's got a really good it's got the really good villain loki who is my who is like 
who's so funny. He's just really, he's a really good actor. And yeah, I just think, I just think Avengers Assemble is probably one of my favourites. And then obviously Avengers Infinity War, where you do have all the sort of Marvel films, all the Marvel um, superheroes colliding apart from Captain Marvel. Um, and yeah, I just only think it's an, an amazing film, amazing two films. I'm not sure about event, um, the Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, the only thing that I kind of liked about it, which is my, which highlights a bit of my Disney side, is, is that Ultron sings "I Got No Strings," um, which is when the whole sort of Marvel um, was being brought by Disney, and you kind of see that through inklings of other films as well, like Disney, Disney tropes and Disney Disney songs and. Um, I just finished watching Ant-Man and he sings It's a Small World from Disney World, um, Disney World Rides, Disney World Rides. So, yeah, the, um, so basically, yeah, Infinity War and um, Avengers, um, Avengers, um, Avengers Assemble. And I got this in a nice box set, to be honest, this is a nice box set of a Blu-ray, actually. And um, I will say... Um, in the UK, for those obviously, if you're in the US, um, we have a shop called. We only have um, one um, shop in um, that sells the Blu-rays and DVDs as a whole, um, and those that's that place is called HMV, and um, you either got HMV Zavi or HMV Savvy or um Amazon for your um Blu-rays and DVDs. You can go to a superstore in the UK but they're very, very rare and they do go quickly. Like they they tend to sell them for at least two weeks and then they tick them off the shelves. So I bought the Avengers Assembled um the Avengers Assembled box set from H and V and I think it was a really, really good purchase, to be honest. Yeah, so I'm pretty happy with that one. Another um, another two amazing films. You don't ever get in, in cinema history, um, like a box set, um, a film, two films that are absolutely amazing. And if you don't know... What I'm talking about is Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, the soundtrack to these two films are just on it. Like, they just know what right notes to hit with the audience. And the songs they pick for these, and the songs, um, as well as the comedic timings and the and the storylines, is just amazing for both films. But... I will say the the most best thing in most films, um, in most films, especially in my past, um, is the soundtrack. Like I can buy this film soundtrack and literally just keep on listening and listening to it because it's just they're just picked the the good songs. Um, as far as goes with the stories, I think they're just both amazing. Um, I love Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two more than Number One, just because it has like the some 
that it hits nostalgia to like the disco and the whole sort of 1960s, 1970s and 80s. I think they did a really good damn job on that second movie. As well as the first movie, I think it, it was really good, very funny. Um, introduced us to these um, weird, wacky characters. And then obviously vo uh, Volume 2 is just exactly the same, but apart from you have a lot more story to tell. And the whole idea is that the, the comedy just continues and it does and it doesn't and it doesn't ever hit a dumb note in the second film. But yeah, Guns of Galaxy, probably my favourite. And um another um this one's a really trick like um Thor is a very tricky trilogy to talk about. Um as I said, probably one of my least favourites is Thor The Dark World. Um, this is the second, this is the sequel to Thor. Um, that's probably the most least favourite of mine. But Thor, obviously, is a good one because it introduced you to Thor and introduced you to a lot of the characters. And, um, yeah, and then, um, and then obviously Chris Hemsworth... He's really good, and I think he does do um, the re a real good job, especially, and I will say, immensely in the third film. His English accent just resonates in Thor, and the way that he plays it more of a... Um, I know that it's part of the superhero, but it's well, it's like almost got this sort of Athens, sort of um, Roman Athens, caveman... Um, sort of esque in these in Thor, Chris Hemsworth sells that sort of um, persona as well as him being funny, and him selling. The, he he just does a really good um just really good job with it, as well as also um if I can find out as well, Loki as well, um, which is also the. I'm just trying to find. I know, um, Tom Hiddleston. That's his name. So Tom Hiddleston, amazing, and I think he's really good as well as, as I said in Avengers Assembled as Loki, and now he's getting his own Disney Plus um series. I mean, come on, who cannot ask? I cannot ask for anything better to see Tom Hiddleston as Loki in his own TV series, um. And I think I know from some people, from some resources that apparently that he's only going to be there for a certain amount of episodes. And then obviously he's going to change into this younger form. And then this younger form is going to be Loki throughout the rest of the series until once Tom Edison wants to come back in again. Um, and yeah, that's um, so Thor. Yeah, definitely. is one of my, um, one of my kind of second favorite, but. If I say my massive favourite of the Thor trilogy is Thor Ragnarok. And the best thing that they have done, um, the thing is with all three, four films, they have three different, they have one different director. So in my mind, I can definitely think the different artistics um, of Thor 
and there's a different artistic to Thor The Dark World and there's way more different artistic ideas for Thor Ragnarok. And the thing is, what these directors have to do is they have to put in mind that they have to do a sequel to the other Thor movies. So in all instances, they had to almost bring something from each film to make that character a lot more bigger. So it kind of has those iffy moments in all the three films. Um, but there is there's more like iffy moments, if I can say, in Thor The Dark World. And the reason why I kind of say iffy is because what <clears throat> what they tried to do in Th- Thor, the first Thor film, is that they introduced this world that, you know, he comes in caged and everything else. And um, he lands on Earth, gets encaged by... Um, by... gets encaged. Um, and um, his hammer as well. And it's just basically him trying to uh trying to get himself used to the world and everything else and try and he finds his love and everything else. He goes back up to his normal world and that's it. That's that's the fourth film. Thor the Dark World, he tries to come back to the world, but then it just it just like gets a little it just gets a whole lot shade of darker. Um, I will say the best, the, one of the good things that he tries to go down to the UK. Um, he goes down to England, um, which I thought was kind of quite cool. He goes to try to destroy London, um, London with this other um, being around. But I just don't think it's my favourite four film. But my most favourite, and I was trying to say this to last, is Thor Ragnarok. And that is because it's not just the way that the f- the film is um, written, or the f- or the how the soundtracks work, or how the soundtrack works, is because it's directed by Attacker Waititi. Now I liked the idea that Thor Ragnarok is way more colourful than the first two Thor films, and um, it's not just colourful in brightness or anything. It's colourful in its ways of showing comedy, um, drama and action. And it's v- and, and the characters just bright the screen up um, from the after the previous two films. And it's one hell of a ride. And it obviously I can't I don't try not to get into spoiled territory, but Thor Rag if um Thor Ragnarok is my most favourite Thor film and um, Attack of Waititi has now become one of my favourite directors. Um, I've watched Jojo Rabbit um, twice and I love the film. I read, I just genuinely, I, I can go as many times as I want and just watch that film. Same thing with Thor Ragnarok. It's just... The Attack of Waititi's way of being, of directing, is giving bright, is giving comedic drama and action and uh, more colour to the screen. 
which <clears throat> exude which just basically works and the thing is obviously as well with for Ragnarok he does he he does try to put some bit more of a input with the soundtrack with the songs if you've seen the trailer for Thor Ragnarok it it that's that's what basically Thor Ragnarok is that is just colorful fun and has some hints of other characters obviously in every single Marvel film apart from the first three films like Thor and Incredible Hulk and um, Iron Man um they and obviously Captain Ash, you know, you do see Nick Fury in Captain America, the first Avenger. But you see in all films, you see traits of <coughs> other superheroes. And that to me is pretty damn cool. And that's what I like about these Marvel films. They try to bring something new to the table, but also try and give you like a sneak preview of what's going to go and happen in the next films. Um, and I do love the whole sort of thing. Um, if you carry on Marvel films, um, some people, this is what I do hate about theatre um, cinema goers or theatre um, people watching a film. They don't understand to sit up the sit to the very last end credit scene because they might have end credits like I watched Sonic and I was like I know there's definitely going to be a sequel and I know there's definitely going to be um there's definitely a hundred percent going to be a post credit scene because every film is now doing it so I just generally think that, like, this is... And that's because of Marvel. Marvel Cinematic Universe has done so well is that it's generating more um, cred um, end credit scenes and end credit, like, sort of um, nitpicks as well. So, yeah, I generally just think that, you know, they're doing a, a Marvel Cinematic Universe is doing a goddamn job and yeah, that's what I kind of think about that really. And um I don't know so much as about like as what's gonna go on in the future. I'm hope um I am definitely going to watch the um the new um Black Widow movie. Um that's gonna sound exciting. Hopefully they're gonna bring out what's gonna happen with the um MCU forward with Black Widow and I'm hoping that the thing hoping that there's gonna be a post credit scene where there's gonna be more things to make things come alight. Um I know there's an internals film. I know there's going to be a lot more with um Disney Plus and um as a UK citizen I'm waiting to press that subscribe button on the twenty fourth of March. I love Disney films I love some of the Star Wars stuff and I love Marvel um, and I love to see what they can bring to the table with these MCU movies. Um, as well as that, like, I just think that, like, I'm on this ride at the moment, just continuing to see what they've got in store. Um, as far goes as that, I just think that, yeah, 
And it's not all just about Marvel films um, and Disney films I love. I also love any sort of, sort of like, genre of films. I have, like, horror films, definitely. Hundreds of... Like, horror films are just, like, stacking up as well. Um, Especially on the Blu-ray side of things. And um, loads of just random movies and... And some DC comic films, but I'm trying to get myself into them, um, as such. But once I finish all this Marvel stuff, hopefully I'll get into the DC, um, DC more into the DC. And yeah, um, so my question is to you guys: um, leave a voice message and everything else um, on what is actually your favourite Marvel film. Um, it could be something that's from the past, maybe not within the MCU. Maybe this could be a cartoon film. I would like to. See, I, lo- I would love to see um, what you guys have fan favorites of, and I'll probably next week, hopefully, might do some. Um, might um, see. Um, might make a poll or something like that. Um, a poll on what's your favorites. And yeah, this is um, Let's Talk Movies. Um, well, I like to call it Let's Talk Talk Movies. Be funnier. But yeah, thanks for listening. And hopefully I'll get to see you guys on the flip side of things. Peace. Hi, guys, and welcome to Let's Talk Movies. Today I'm going to talk about, for half an hour probably, Max, um, is about the Marvel Cinematic Universe's most people all know that is the most um incredible franchise in this world so far as alongside with probably Star Wars and um probably DC comics um i will give like probably like my brief analysis on like talk about DC comics and stuff like in a, in another episode but today like i will try and start things let's talk marvel sort of thing so it would be quite cool and I've got a lot of I've got a lot of fan theories, and I'm pretty much a big fan of Marvel, um, as much as much as any other genre. So yeah, just stick around, stick around, and we'll talk about this long slug. So um, basically, my um, I've just lit- I've literally like been sort of collecting most of these Blu-rays, um, Blu-ray, um, Marvel films. And um yeah, I've still got two two box sets to go, I think. Two box sets to go, um, to buy and purchase. But so far, um, which I just think is only just Iron Man films and Captain um Captain America. But in all all honesty, I have got the rest of them. I have watched most of them. Um as I'd say last year. Um, I kind of started to become a fan of Marvel due to because that obviously um, I just watched Shazam, which is a DC comic film, and um, I kind of thought to myself that yeah, I love to be a super, I love to like learn about these um, superheroes and just watch superhero films again. Um, and in all honesty, um, got um, I grabbed a mate of mine, and he said what um, he said. Basically, what films I should watch um, to in the run up of um, Endgame, which I was very much of um, thinking about watching at that time, um, 
And then um, all of a sudden I watched this YouTuber called Dave Lee, who um, brings this, um, who made this, who made this sort of like video of where the start of the MCU films start and how it, and where it all ends with Endgame obviously being the last one, probably into Spider-Man. Um, and that that sort of timeline really worked well of what I wanted to do. So instead I watched Dave Lee and literally took his idea to watch all films all in order with the storyline. And then that's how I got fixated with um, Marvel. And I know it's only a year ago, but still, I generally think that um, even though I did watch most of them beforehand, like Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2 and... Um, Doctor Strange just on a casual evening and um, I watched the Avengers Assemble um, which I all thought all three all four films were really good and really classic um, but then obviously as later on down the line I then start watching the rest of these Marvel films and I kind of just and I'm just like so into them and i i'm so into them that i collect now i'm collecting all the blu-rays and um yeah there's 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 like a lot of films i generally think that are my favorite in the marvel cinematic universe um this is the mcu obviously so it's not just marvel films there's marvel cinematic universe i'm kind of into um but yeah um like for say um, one of my favourite films is probably Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, I love the Spider-Man. I love the Tom Holland Spider-Man as well as the um, the trilogy Spider-Man, not the Amazing Spider-Man, but if you all know the other Spider-Man before that, which was my childhood favourite. Um, I forgot his name now. But yeah, he like literally Tom Holland is such a classic Spider-Man. And it's really weird that the UK, um, someone from the UK is playing Spider-Man and plays it in an American accent. And I think he does a really god, god, uh, god damn good job about it. And um, especially that actually um, from... Because I have a bit of a musical theatre side to my family and a musical theatre side. He actually started off in the West End being Billy Elliot, um, which was is like the most dancing part in the in in theatre for boys and um for young boys and he was Billy Elliot in the West End London um which kind of makes sense where he gets all his physicality from and all his sort of acrobatics and it's kind of almost like a dance move as as he does it so I thought so definitely Spider-Man for me is hands down my favourite and um I probably might do more of these Marvel, Marvel talks um, because obviously I have a lot of things that I think needs explaining a bit, especially with um, Sony and Marvel contracts and everything else. I because I do I do personally hold Spider Man in um, close to me. Um, along the line of like, if I said if my older set, my younger self had a fan favorite, it would also be the Hulk. Um, um, not the Incredible Hulk, the Hulk before Edward Norton. Um, just the Hulk. I think it was called Just the Hulk. I think it was like the Hulk, and it's it's literally about it's literally like the whole pre up to how the Hulk became the Hulk, 
um, and that was the whole entire story of that film. And now I now I watch it back now I watch it now and I'm thinking CGI looks absolutely rubbish, and generally that the whole entire film just kind of just the well, it just kind of just looked a little bit rubbish in the CGI point of view, but. The MCU, The Incredible Hulk, um, I think was actually quite a cool film. Um, the only weirdest part is that obviously it's Edward Norton, who was the first Incredible Hulk for the MCU. Then obviously it changed over to the other actor, as we all know who's the Incredible Hulk now. Um, which I kind of hope that if the future of the MCU, if it's going into this multi-universe, I kind of have a bit of a theory and a fan theory um on about how probably the incre- this um this incredible hulk that we got now um is the is a some sort of a multiverse character multiverse hulk than the hulk that we know that the Edward Norton so yeah I've got a massive th- that's my massive theory about that anyway carrying on um my favourite Avengers film, my favourite, oh, i got to say probably Avengers Assemble or Avengers Infinity War due to the fact that the um, Avengers Assemble is so funny, so witty, so, so, so fast-paced and so... And it's got a really good. It's got the really good villain Loki, who's my who is like, who's so funny. He's just really is a really good actor, and yeah, I just think, I just think Avengers Assemble is probably one of my favourites, and then obviously Avengers Infinity War, where you do have all the sort of Marvel films all the Marvel um, superheroes colliding apart from Captain Marvel. Um, And yeah, I just only think it's an an amazing film, amazing two films. I'm not sure about um, the Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, The only thing that I kind of liked about it, which which highlights a bit of my Disney side, is that Ultron sings, I've got no strings, um, which is when the whole sort of Marvel um, was being brought by Disney. And you kind of see that through inklings of other films as well, like Disney, Disney tropes and Disney, Disney songs. And um, I just finished watching Ant-Man and he sings, it's a small world from Disney World, um, Disney World, Disney World rides. So yeah, the, um, so basically, yeah, Infinity War and um Avengers um Avengers um Avengers Assemble and I got this in a nice box set to be honest. This is a nice box set of a Blu-ray actually and um I will say um in the UK for those obviously if you're in the US um we have a shop called we only have um one um shop in um that sells the blu-rays and dvds as a whole um and there's that's that place is called hmv and um you either got hmv savvy or hmv savvy or um 
Amazon for your um, Blu-rays and DVDs. You can go to a superstore in the UK, but they're very, very rare and they do go quickly. Like they, they tend to sell them for at least two weeks and then they tick them off the shelves. So I bought the Avengers Assembled um the Avengers Assemble box set from HMV and I think it was a really, really good purchase to be honest. Yeah, so I'm pretty happy with that one. Another um another two amazing films you don't ever get in in cinema history. Um like a box set, um a film, two films that are absolutely amazing. And if you don't know, what I'm talking about is Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, the soundtrack to these two films are just on it. Like, they just know what right notes to hit with the audience. And the songs they pick for these, and the songs, um, as well as the comedic timings and the and the storylines, is just amazing for both films. But... I will say the the most best thing in most films, um, in most films, especially in my past, um, is the soundtrack. Like I can buy this film soundtrack and literally just keep on listening and listening to it because it's just they're just picked the the good songs. Um, as far goes with the stories, I think they're just both amazing. Um, I love Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two more than Number One, it's just because it has like the some the it hits nostalgia to like the disco and the whole sort of nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies, and eighties. I think they did a really good damn job on that second movie, as well as the first movie. I think it it was really good, very funny. Um, introduced us to these um, weird, wacky characters. And then obviously uh, volume two is just exactly the same, but apart from you have a lot more story to tell. And the whole idea is that the the comedy just continues and it does and it doesn't and it doesn't ever hit a dumb note in the second film. But yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, probably my favourite. And um another um this one's a really trick like um Thor is a very tricky trilogy to talk about. Um as I said, probably one of my least favourites is Thor the Dark World. Um this is the second this is the sequel to Thor. Um that's probably the most least favourite of mine. But Thor obviously is a good one because it introduced you to Thor and introduced you to a lot of the characters. And um yeah, and then um and then obviously Chris Hemsworth, he's really good and I think he does do um the a real good job especially and I will say immensely in a third film. His English accent just resonates in Thor and the way that he plays it more of a um, I know that it's part of the superhero, but it's well, it's like almost got this sort of Athens, sort of um, Roman, Athens, caveman, um, sort of esque in these char- in Thor. 
Chris Hemsworth sells that sort of um, persona as well as him being funny and him selling the, he, he just does a really good um just really good job with it as well as also um if i can find out as well loki as well um which is also the how oh, i'm just trying to find i know um tom hiddleston that, that's his name so tom hiddleston amazing and I think he's really good as well, as as I said, in Avengers Assembled as Loki. And now he's getting his own Disney Plus um, series. I mean, come on, who cannot ask? I cannot ask for anything better to see Tom Hiddleston as Loki in his own TV series. Um, and I think I know from some people, from some resources that apparently that he's only going to be there for a certain amount of episodes. And then obviously he's going to change into this younger form. And then this younger form is going to be Loki throughout the rest of the series until once Tom Middleton wants to come back in again. Um, and yeah, that's um, so Thor. Yeah, definitely. He's one of um, one of my kind of second favorite, but. If I say my massive favourite of the Thor trilogy is Thor Ragnarok. And the best thing that they have done, um, the thing is with all three, four films, they have three different, they have one different director. So in my mind, I can definitely think the different artistics um, of Thor and there's a different artistic to Thor the Dark World and there's way more different artistic ideas for Thor Ragnarok. And the thing is, what these directors have to do is they have to put in mind that they have to do a sequel to the other Thor movies. So in all instances, they had to almost bring something from each film to make that character a lot more bigger. So it kind of has those iffy moments in all the three films. Um, but there is, there's more like iffy moments, if I can say, in Thor The Dark World. And the reason why I kind of say iffy is because what <clears throat> what they tried to do in Thor, the first Thor film, is that they introduced this world that, you know, he comes in caged and everything else. And um, he lands on Earth, gets encaged by... Um, by Gets encaged. Um, and um, his hammer as well. And it's just basically him trying to... Uh, trying to get himself used to the world and everything else and try and he finds his love and everything else goes back up to his normal world and that's it that's that's the full film Thor the dark world he tries to come back to the world but then it just it just like gets a little it just gets a whole lot shade of darker um i will say the best the, one of the good things that he tries to go down to the uk um, he goes down to England, um, which I thought was kind of quite cool. He goes to try to destroy London, um, London with this other um, being around. But 
I just don't think it's my favourite Thor film. But my most favourite, and I was trying to say this to last, is Thor Ragnarok. And that is because it's not just the way that the the film is um, written or the or the how the soundtracks work or the soundtrack works. It's because it's directed by Attack of Waititi. Now, I liked the idea that Thor Ragnarok is way more colourful than the first two Thor films. And um, it's not just colourful in brightness or anything. It's colourful in its ways of showing comedy, um, drama and action. And and, And the characters just bright the screen up um from the after the previous two films and it's one hell of a ride and it obviously i can't i don't try not to get into spoiled territory but thor if um thor ragnarok is my most favorite four film and um attack waititi has now become one of my favorite directors um, I've watched Jojo Rabbit um, twice, and I love the film. I read, I just genuinely, I, I can go as many times as I want, and just watch that film. Same thing with Thor Ragnarok. It's just the his Attack of Titi's way of being, of directing, is giving bright, is giving comedic drama and action and uh, more colour to the screen which <clears throat> exude which just basically works and the thing is obviously as well with for Ragnarok he does he he does try to put some bit more of a input with the soundtrack with the songs if you've seen the trailer for Thor Ragnarok it it that's that's what basically Thor Ragnarok is that is just colourful, fun, and has some hints of other characters, obviously, in every single Marvel film. Apart from the first three films, like Thor and Incredible Hulk and um, Iron Man, um, they and obviously Captain... Actually, no, you do see Nick Fury in Captain America, the first Avenger. But you see... In all films, you see traits of <coughs> other superheroes. And that, to me, is pretty damn cool. And that's what I like about these Marvel films. They try to bring something new to the table, but also try and give you like a sneak preview of what's going to go and happen in the next films. Um, and I do love the whole sort of thing. Um, if you carry on Marvel films, um, some people... This is what I do hate about theatre. Um, cinema goers or theatre um, people watching a film, they don't understand to sit up, the sit to the very last end credit scene, because they might have end credits. Like I watched Sonic and I was like, I know there's definitely going to be a sequel, and I know there's definitely going to be, um, there's definitely a hundred percent going to be. Uh, post credit scene because every film is now doing it so i just generally think that like this is and that's because of marvel 
Marvel Cinematic Universe has done so well is that it's generating more um, cred- um, end credit scenes and end credit like sort of um, nitpicks as well. So yeah, I generally just think that you know they're doing a go- Marvel Cinematic Universe is doing a goddamn job, and yeah, that's what I kind of think about that really. And um, I don't know so much as about like as what's going to go on in the future. I'm hope um I am definitely going to watch the um the new um Black Widow movie. Um, that's going to sound exciting. Hopefully, they're going to bring out what's going to happen with the um, MCU forward with Black Widow, and I'm hoping that the thing, hoping that there's going to be a post credit scene where there's going to be more things to make things come alight. Um, I know there's an internals film. I know there's going to be a lot more with um, Disney Plus, and. Um, as a UK citizen, I'm waiting to press that subscribe button on the 24th of March. I love Disney films. I love some of the Star Wars stuff. And I love Marvel. Um, and I love to see what they can bring to the table with these MCU movies. Um, as well as that, like, I just think that, like, I'm on this ride at the moment, just continuing to see what they've got in store. Um, As far goes as that, I just think that, yeah. And it's not all just about Marvel films um, and Disney films I love. I also love any sort of, sort of, like, genre films. I have, like, horror films, definitely. Hundreds, I've got... like horror films are just like stacking up as well um especially on the blu-ray side of things and um loads of just random movies and dc and some dc comic films but i'm trying to get myself into them um as such but once i finish all this marvel stuff hopefully i'll get into the dc um dc more into the dc and yeah um so my question is to you guys um leave a voice message and everything else um on what is actually your favorite marvel film um it could be something that's from the past maybe not within the mcu maybe this could be a cartoon film i would like to i I would love to see um what you guys have fan favorites of and i'll probably next week hopefully might do some um might um see um might make a poll or something like that um a poll on what's your favorites and yeah this is um let's talk movies um well i like to call it let's talk talk movies be funnier but yeah thanks for listening and hopefully i'll get to see you guys on the flip side of things peace